0: Hi, welcome to Coping with Colleen. I'm here to add a splash of positivity to your week as we talk about mental health and how to cope with whatever comes your way. Please know this account is not a substitute for therapy or any other clinical care. If you are struggling, please talk to your doctor and or find a local therapist. In the event of an emergency, call 911. Welcome back to Coping with Colleen. On this episode, I bring you my first ever guest, Greg Donnelly. He is a special education teacher, and he also creates his own electronic music. Together, we talk about men's mental health, toxic masculinity, substance use, and so much more. Maybe you are aware, or maybe you aren't, but men are actually less likely to seek treatment for mental illness and or substance use than women are. This has turned out to be a problem in society as you might imagine um, because men are also more likely to die by suicide. So it's really important that we're able to break down the stigma of men's mental health a bit more, um, be vulnerable with one another, and be comfortable exploring this area. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome to our first ever guest episode and here in my Zoom studio is Greg Donnelly. (laughs)
1: thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to be here um I'm very like as soon as I saw that you were doing this I was just like that's such a you thing and I love (laughs) it and I'm like as much as I never considered myself to be an expert on these things I just if I whenever time someone asks like I feel like I'm like I'll at least just offer up my perspective because you just never know what like someone else might throw your way that you're like, uh, I never thought of that. Like, <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Like you're, you're used to hearing your own thoughts and you don't even realize that they might be super valuable to someone else. Right. From perspective.
1: Right. Or that, you know, like other people have those thoughts as well. Cause that's been, God, it's actually, it's actually really funny that, um, we're doing this, like when it's happening. So like, I'm a big person with like timelines and like the universe and all that, like they line up for like weird reasons yeah. and like literally earlier this month like probably like two weeks ago I had the realization that was like um, like oh it's anxiety causing my depression not depression causing my anxiety so I just (laughs) think it's like really funny that I've had like Pretty helpful revelation recently <laughs> with my mental health. And now I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to be asked questions about it. I can go off on it.
0: <laughs> now I'm an expert. I've got to figure it figured out. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, give it three years and something will change. But, you know, it's <laughs> as long as you're willing to roll with it, it's fine.
0: <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, I am super excited to have you here as well. um And I feel like men's mental health in particular is something that people aren't always comfortable talking about or opening up about. So, um, Sure. I'm really glad to have you be like vulnerable <laughs> in this moment and share whatever you oh, yeah. are comfortable sharing
1: yeah no I've definitely gotten to a point where I'm <laughs> I like something about being like 25 I feel like I made a jump from like oh I'm a child to like <laughs> I'm an old man like I just and not because of like I feel that way but of just like little things like I don't care what people think about me anymore so I'm like I'll say whatever because it's like go ahead, judge me. I don't care. If you don't like me, I'm just going to go hang out with someone who does. Like
0: <laughs> This is definitely like a gender stereotype, but I feel like I see that so much in men. Like Women are like gradually maturing, making their way, and men are like, chow, 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 jump. Now I'm an adult put, now. Put <laughs> a switch.
1: When I have to be an adult, that is when I will become an adult, and then you just try to push it off for as long as possible. <laughs> like, been on my own, been living in an apartment, been paying rent. No, nah, that's not what did it,
0: though. <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> Um, so what's been your like experience or journey with, with mental health?
1: Oof. Um,
0: loaded question.
1: Yeah. I mean, how is that not though? Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would say again, recently having kind of re- re- bleh, learned more things about myself recently, I would say that it probably started sooner than I thought it did, mm-hmm. um, I first came into realization with it in high school. Um, I had just broken up with my girlfriend of two years, right, it was two years, something like that. Um, And all of a sudden, when you don't have someone else to focus on, you have a lot of yourself to focus on and a lot of things came forward in my head. And it was, I think in that moment of like the anxiety had been so ridden so high that I had then crashed. So then that was like, I fell into the depression. And then from there, it's like the vicious cycle of, I feel like I'm depressed. So then I don't feel like I can do the things I want to have fun with, which then just makes you then more depressed. And then you're like, why aren't people seeing me that I'm depressed? Like, I feel like it's so obvious to me Mm -hmm. came that nice vicious cycle. Um, I think eventually one of my real, one of my good friends at the time, I think she was the one that told me she was like, yo, there's a therapist at school. You'll love it. I was like, are you sure like because I roping in that whole men's mental health little teaser uh, you know (laughs) it's like dudes don't talk about their feelings like like that I I had that sort of like withholding like I didn't want to I was like nah like you don't do that like it's you know it's like I, I wouldn't expect even people like my dad or even some of the other you know males in my life to willingly and kind of going through therapy and express these kind of feelings. So it was a little weird for me at first, but she was awesome. She absolutely was like the most down-to-earth person and was really good at like getting me to talk with like in a comfortable way. So that definitely helped get me through a lot. Um, I was, I used her for a while kind of I would say definitely came out of it for a little while and then college was a bit of a rocky road because I guess I mean even backtracking a little bit even in high school I would say is when along with the depression and stuff is when even like the drinking had started for me and that was Mm -hmm. before I had known about a lot of the addictive personalities in the family but I learned it pretty quick and then like I, I was like literally a junior in high school, and I would, like, party on weekends and then buy off the leftover booze and then, like, drink it during the week secretly. Like, it was mm-hmm. not a great time for me, um, but I was able to hide it well, apparently, because I was, like, still pulling straight A's in school. I was doing extra curricular activities, but it was all just ways to, like, hide from what was really going on in my life, I think.
0: And I'm so glad you said that, like, not, well, not to interrupt, but I am interrupting. <laughs> no, like go your, for it, yeah. you your whole story um I think that's so important for people to realize that like the quote-unquote depressed person or the person who's suffering in any kind of way is not just the person who can't get out of bed is failing all their classes like visibly miserable right like, that's just not what it is for a large majority of people so I right. think it's important I think
1: I think a lot of people who suffer it's like I always kind of equate it to the, um, the old saying of just like, if you drop a frog in a boiling pot of water, he jumps out. But if you put him in a cold pot of water and you slowly turn it up a degree every couple of minutes, then like you'll cook the frog alive that I literally consider mental health to be like that. Like, it's not just, it's very, very rarely. Is it all of a sudden something's going on? Like it's that slow build. Mm -hmm. So you learn how to usually, I mean, I, at least for me personally, I learned how to unhealthily manage and to cope and survive like I just went into survival mode and it was like what can I do to not think about this and what can I do to make it look like I'm not hurting and I feel like that's like an unfortunate common defense for people
0: absolutely I've seen it the other way too where because it is that slow build people are like well there's not actually anything wrong with me. I don't actually need to talk to anyone or I don't need help. Like there's people like sicker than me, worse than me, sadder than me, like whatever that the thing is. is.
1: One of the most dangerous thoughts. And I, I was perfectly victim to that one as too. Oh my God. Cause I'm like, I think it was like, I literally remember the like conversations with my therapist in high school. It was just like, I'm like, it's, it's not bad. I was like, I I come from mm-hmm. like this nice middle-class family. Like my parents love me. Like, I, I don't, I don't know why am I like, it's like, I shouldn't be like this. Like I shouldn't be complaining. And it really, she had to hound it into me of just like, it, it, like sometimes it's just out of your control. Like it's, it's no different than if you got a cold, you got the flu, except it's in your brain. And I was like, yeah. Okay. Like equating it to like a medical sickness mm-hmm. definitely kind of helped me to like really, conceptualize it of just like okay yeah sometimes you just like catch it you know or whatever you want to say (laughs) like
0: and I think that's what like our society tells you that if you're not this level of like hurting then everything's fine because I've certainly like heard that from my own clients especially as I've begun like working with a few like older kids like high school kids and stuff Mm -hmm. but you have to like Convince them that they're not wasting my time, you know. I want to work with
1: them. You're like I, I know the the kid who struggles with like money, whose mom, you know, like doesn't want to pay for the field trip, you know, like oh they need, you know, it's like you see struggles around you, and you're like I don't, I don't have those, but I don't know. I over the years and recently listening to podcasts and stuff, um, I listened to one that talks to a lot of like like electronic music producers and music producers and stuff and they often come up with, like, mental health, because it's really common with creatives, and it all kind of comes back to the, like, it's, it's, is it the Pavlov, the pyramid of needs, or something like that? Oh, uh,
0: Maslow, yeah, Pavlov's the dog.
1: That's it, okay, yeah, one of those guys, (laughs) and it's, like, as soon as you go up a level, like, okay, I've met my basic needs, you go up a level, it's, like, there's still things to be stressed about, and that Mm -hmm. can get to you, and, like, You could be all the way up at the top and like you could be a millionaire but like there will still be things that can weigh on you and affect you so it's like um like one of the guys put it he was like so your neighbor lost his leg in the war and you chopped your finger off in an accident last week you can still be depressed about your finger just because he lost a leg like you know like again (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's not like it's if i'm sad if something's if my chemicals are messed up like I shouldn't have to justify that, like even to yourself. Tangented really hard there, but um, <laughs> I not only got through high school, but uh, college definitely, I think, was weird as well because I was like, you know, you walk into it and you're like, oh, it's going to be a fresh start. I get to be whoever I want to be. And you get there and you're like, who the hell am I? <laughs> like, I could be anyone. I don't know who I am. So how can I be someone if I don't even know what I am? And, I think it was like freshman sophomore year I was really trying to figure it out and I think that's why I ended up falling into um a fraternity which I think weirdly was like the best and worst thing for me because it Mm -hmm. gave me that camaraderie and that brotherhood but then you know we're still a frat so like it also allowed for some of those addictive personalities to come out and to hide really well because well I'm just another frat kid partying Mm -hmm. on the weekends like um so then back into therapy had to be re-explained pretty much everything <laughs> again, because second time around, I apparently didn't learn. <laughs> um, and then that was the time that I think, again, I had crashed again. And my therapist this time around was like, oh, we should probably put you on some antidepressants or something. And that was another really hard step for me to take. Because I think that was like, I was able to convince myself that like, okay, therapy helps. Okay. We've, you know, chemicals are a little messed up. Fine taking a medicine I felt like really was admitting to myself that like even though it's not I felt like I was like oh no like I'm broken Mm. like something like I something is wrong I'm different and it's that was definitely a hard barrier to overcome for myself um I'm very happy I did now I'm super comfortable with it like the (laughs) pandemic I was like I was literally got off of meds I think like in February (laughs) and then the pandemic hit in March (laughs) Right, right. And then like June, my girlfriend was just like, yo, you need to go back on antidepressants. You are not okay. And I was like, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> so thank God for her. Cause she she straight up called me out. And I was like, you know what, if you're pointing it out, it's probably obvious. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like the little bit that I had, like, I had finally found a job that like, Oh, I like, I was in the schools. I had a teacher that I was working with. That was really awesome. My coworkers were great we got through the summer and then the teacher quit <laughs> so that it was like now that, and then work became stressful. Yeah. And then like, it was just, it's been, uh, you know, like trying to deal with a pandemic and school and then we're in a special aid class that's supposed to be like three staff to five kids. And at one point we were at like three staff to 10 kids. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's been a little hectic. Um, so all that piled on, I, was with a friend for new year's eve and he was talking to me about him he's like he's like explain your depression And i said something to him i think it was like oh like my brain races so hard in the morning sometimes it's like really hard for me to get out of bed and he was like bro you got anxiety and i was like what do you mean and he was like yeah bro he's like that's he's like i, I i'm anxious as hell he's like that's me you're so anxious <laughs> you don't want to get out of bed and i was like all right, maybe. And then I was talking to my therapist. And I was like, yeah, so like he explained that I thought that was really relatable. And then I was like, but the more I've been thinking about it, I'm like, I think it might be accurate. Because like, at that point, I was like, like, two days ago, I woke up to pee in the middle of the night, it's like 3am. And you just kind of picture like, all right, you wake up, you pee, you go back to bed, right? Now, 30 minutes later, I'm still wide awake. It's 330 in the morning. And I've thought about the most stupid crap. And it's not even like, like oh what bothers me it's literally just nonsense (laughs) I was like all right yeah maybe it's (laughs) when I was talking to my doctor like I was like hey man so like this is a prime example and he was like and he immediately I guess you can tell that like he's not used to dealing with guys who are able to express this and I was like listen man I know what I need just give me the anxiety meds cool let's go he's like all right just so you know like it's normal to feel this way. We've had a lot of people. I'm like, dude, I know, like, I know I'm not your typical. I got that pat
0: down. (laughs) Yeah. I'm
1: like, you're good. Just give me what I need, please. (laughs) So it's just funny that like, you see it pop up or at least like for me specifically, like I see it pop up like that in random places, like my own doctor, I felt like had to kind of like preface it, like, because I was a guy and he was like, I don't normally see guys who are like this, open with it and I was like yeah man I'm in therapy I got all the works it's just this little extra boost I need the world's a weird place right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like amazed at how you've come and I'm I'm so glad that you had like such good experiences because even as a therapist I can admit that there are good ones and not so good ones out there so oh for sure it's really important that like your first experience is like supportive and helpful yeah
1: I, I was very lucky in that sense my first one I absolutely loved her I like it was a bummer for me to like get another one
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I think it was like in college I had tried my freshman or sophomore year and she was one of the ones that like I don't know if she wasn't great or if just like our because it's like I tried explaining Sometimes it to just not
0: a fit. Yeah.
1: well yeah I literally explained it to someone I was like it's kind of like dating yeah, like you have to build a connection with the someone, and if it's not right on that like first date, that first meeting, it's okay to admit like, no, I need someone else. Like,
0: absolutely,
1: you gotta feel comfortable with them. So like that person, I didn't feel comfortable with, and so that was my second exposure, and that was hard. It was hard for me to then get to the third one because I had that but like right. weird experience. But then the third one was at school, and that one was amazing. She was awesome too. Mm-hmm. But then again, I moved back home, away from school. So then I was like, "Crap! Now I gotta find another one." <laughs> like, <I> know, it's, <laughs> it's a true. lot of work. It's like, man, it I just like I just broke up with someone. I gotta like I to yeah. look around again. It's like oh, Jesus. Like, I didn't want to have to go through that again. Uh, luck and that, again, and that
0: fit can be like anything. It could be their personality, their gender, their race, their right. morality. Like, I think a lot of people on like the client side don't realize that even just through like talking or playing or you know depending on your age or whatnot that they're the therapist is using like specific skills so it might be that that skill set isn't for you like you don't like that approach and that's okay too
1: I know Um, when I was um when I went because I went through like through the school first to like get my uh therapist outside of school because like all the school counselors mm -hmm. were taken so they're like we can refer you out and like they were like, all right, we're gonna sit you down. We're gonna ask you some questions. Try to pair you up with someone that works well. And like one of the first ones was they are like, all right, do you prefer a man or a woman? And I was like, woman. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> um, I was like, well I would have never even comprehend or thought about that if I was looking on my own. And I had an immediate answer. Like,
0: <laughs> do you think that that had anything to do with like your own experiences as a man? Like, oh, I will be less judged. Like being in a vulnerable place and talking about my emotions from a woman than to another man. Like, do you think that that was anywhere on your head or is the mother? Oh,
1: I a hundred percent believe that. Um, especially like even growing up, like my mom was a psychologist and my dad was like the generally more like strict parent. So even growing up, if I had feelings, it wasn't to dad, it was to mom. So I just had already kind of established that. And it's like being able to look at myself now, all of my therapists that have been good ones are women who are like 40s and up. So I'm just like, I like motherly therapists, apparently. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm okay with admitting that, like.
0: <laughs> For sure, this is funny. My uh, my first experience in therapy, like I had an awesome therapist. It's like my favorite one to date. And, mm-hmm. uh, but starting the process, my mom was like, I think you need someone who's gonna be like way stricter with you. And I'm like, uh-uh, this is what I need. <laughs>
1: I need the opposite of that mom.
0: <laughs> so it definitely sounds like you, you've come a long way from like where you started to where you are now.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, no. Cause like literally even, <laughs> I was like kind of like mentally thinking about like what kind of points I would want to bring up in this and stuff. And that transformational aspect, I think like, is actually a huge part for me because um, like literally right now, I can sit here and comfortably tell you that, like, yeah, I've grown my hair out long because of quarantine, I'm currently wearing what is supposed to be a women's headband, but women's headbands are way softer, and way more comfortable, and I don't care, like, I'm not ashamed by it, I'm like, this is way more practical, way more comfortable, and, you you know, that's not, like, a common thing for, like, men to do, and it's, like, I also know I'm not, like, stereotypical, like, family man, or something like that, but it's, like, and I've always joked that I never have been, but even, like, going way back to childhood like I can think about how I'm like I like really tried to fake interest in sports and I'm just like oh, all the guys around me like like sports I need to learn some of these baseball stats or these football stats of the players and I thought it was so boring and I'm just like I can't I, I'm not about this and it took me way too long to figure that out but like kind of looking back I'm able to see like nah there really was that like kind of societal pressure of just like ah guys are supposed to be this certain way and I'm like I don't know I like making cookies with mom I like <laughs> the you know, I like musicals I like you know it's like I like things that mm-hmm. aren't generally what like I don't even know what to call it like I I consider them all the toxic men but like to them they don't think they are but <laughs> right.
0: and I bet then that, ma- that makes you so much more confident in like everything else you pursue like your current relationship or your job or like you're so much more yourself
1: I I think so. And I mean, granted, I've still struggled with that idea of self a lot. Um, We can get to that whole thing. But uh, just yeah, like being honestly, like some of the biggest inspiration I have found are from like, the really like flamboyant, like prominent gay men and stuff like uh, um, Jonathan Van Ness. Like that, that dude is just unapologetically himself. Like he'll walk into a house of a Christian a 70 year old woman and is like I'm gonna do your hair as he's wearing like heels and a skirt (laughs) and then like a t-shirt and you're like I don't even know what to make of that but like that's amazing dude like like it's like he didn't even think twice about it like he's just like no this is what I want to do this is what I want to be and like I'm sure he had his struggles getting to that point as well but being able to see that in someone who is you know actually marginalized to some degree was like I think like amazing that like they could have that amount of confidence so it's just like you just gotta like own it and I was like okay like hard thing to practice and it's like I admit it's a lot of fake it till you make it and eventually it kind of becomes real but like it's oh man not caring what people think of you is just amazing and it's that whole I don't know it's it's the Dr. Seuss quote those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter and it's like man, that, that dude is teaching seven-year-olds how to be better than I am some days. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, that is like such a weight off your shoulder to be yourself Mm -hmm. in a way. And I think like what you said matters too, that you said that person probably like had his own hard time getting there. And that's true. So sometimes when you see someone that like you want to be, it's not just that flip of a switch and then you're them like they probably went through so much to get there too so it's totally normal to like have these hard times before you get where you want to be
1: right it's always or then
0: have them again
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of laugh because it's like i don't know you have all like the cliche sayings and stuff like but it's like ah, but i mean if they were that common of a saying there's got to be some truth behind it so so it's you know darkest before the dawn Yeah, it's really cheesy to hear. And when you're in the dark, you don't want to hear that. You're like, screw you. This thing suck right now. Like, Mm -hmm. you want to hear, yeah, I know. But, like, it it really can have, like, some base to it. Because it's just, like, if enough people have experienced that formula of life, it's probably for a reason. (laughs) Like,
0: Yeah, I may not keep, like, all the cheesy quotes plastered over my walls but I definitely like recite them to myself sometimes and
1: (laughs) it's helpful to have that reminder of just like if thousands of people have said this before me and they're doing okay they're still here it's probably for a reason (laughs) like
0: yeah so you said um like you compared yourself to other men you said you consider them to be like toxic men what does that mean to you
1: um so I usually try to describe this with like some examples, um, cause it's like that usually can then sort of like get me going on it. But I feel like it's like the men who they allow the fear of like being associated with something feminine or for a lot of men, I feel like being associated with something that could be considered gay. Like they very often not just shy away from it, but they are like adamantly like, no, 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 nope, can't do it. Um, you know, so whether it's something simple of just like a guy not wanting to wear a pink shirt because it's like oh that's gay or if it's like I know that I have come across men who you know literally won't order a certain drink for their girlfriend at the bar because the name is too feminine I guess I don't even know I'm like who <laughs> meanwhile I'm the one drinking that feminine <laughs> drink because I'm just like is delicious like no, I don't need a beer to taste like a beer. Give me the fruity drink. That's amazing. Like, why would you ever be ashamed of drinking something delicious? Like, (laughs) um, but even like, that's like a funny one. Like a lot of guys I find like, Oh God, drink beer. And it's like, why Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. There are some good beers out there, but like you can have a beer or an apple juice. Why would you pick a beer? Like, (laughs) um, that, and then like, I would, it's, really funny uh i I would actually like run into conversations a lot not meaning to like i wasn't straight up eavesdropping but like in the locker room at the gym and you just kind of like hear things and it was like i don't know i think like i just come across like i feel like men don't realize just kind of how stupid they're being sometimes like like this one guy was literally complaining about how his girlfriend wanted to go wanted him to come to the grocery store with her and it's like what what and he's like he's like oh get off my back babe and like all this stuff and I'm like you know if you just like went to the grocery store with her let's call it an hour you can get some food that you really like you can have some say in what's in your house now even if it's not your house you're spending time with your girlfriend and then later she will be thankful for that so like by being a little bit nice now it's gonna you know Mm -hmm. it all kind of comes full circle later like I, I just by holding back and by being like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. It's like, okay, you're just letting your pride and ego get in the way of what could be a fun afternoon. You come back home, do the things you wanted to do. And then like, I don't know, maybe she does something for you later.
0: Yeah, I honestly think it makes you just miss out on some of life, like enjoying that fruity drink, like having a better relationship, like whatever it is, you're just missing out on extra joys.
1: Yeah, and for no reason, like because you don't want to be like, considered weak or you don't want to be considered like feminine or something and and you know I feel like that all kind of like just circles right on back to like the whole like the unhealthy view well yeah the unhealthy like picturesque of men in society and the whole like patriarchal thing like
0: and what does all of that even mean like what even is it to be to be weak or to be strong or to be right yeah it's so
1: it's arbitrary definitions that we have assigned over time and like like I don't know I I think it's been kind of interesting to look back at um so like I read the Da Vinci Code and then I started doing some research on the side about how like basically the like the slander of women and like women being weak and stuff there's like theories that it really like it literally relates back to like I mean, I guess it was, like, even before that, but, like, one of the more prominent versions of it is because of, like, the rise of Christianity and when um, Jesus did die, you know, there's, like, theories that Mary Magdalene was actually his wife and, like, they had kids and all this stuff. She was supposed to be the one to take on the church, not Peter, and the church won out because they had a better propaganda thing, but it was through slandering women and slandering pagans and all this stuff, and then as the world kind of grew into a Christian white male kind of world unfortunately it just stayed with it of just like men only sort of thing and I was like holy crap all for like one stupid reason we could like be in this place and it's like uh, you know that it's all theory but like it's just interesting to think about that like
0: yeah I'd never heard that the
1: unprecedented repercussions of something because you wanted something one way but then like you ended up you know Christianity dominated the known world at one point so like it's male, you know, straight white male dominated. That's what's considered the version of power.
0: And not to be super cheesy, but I think that's a good like metaphor for life too that one little thing can lead you to so much else, whether that's good or bad, you know. Oh, for sure. Like the drink in the middle of class might lead you down a bad road, but the decision to like walk into that therapist's office might lead you to it, you know, just you set yourself on a path and it doesn't mean that you can't change, but seriously, just making one different step, one Mm -hmm. change to what you usually do can like mean so much.
1: Yep. Always back to the cheesy sayings, journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Like it's, (laughs) and it doesn't matter how far off the main road you've gotten. Like if you're Mm -hmm. on a beaten path, if you take that step back towards the right direction or just in a better direction, like, Hey, this is going to lead me off a cliff. This is gonna lead me into a dark forest well dark forest doesn't mean immediate death right. so sure like a little
0: farther <laughs> away from the cliff it's yeah, something, <laughs> it's,
1: it's something like.
0: <laughs> yeah and just like how you get stuck in that depressive cycle that you talked about of you know I feel bad about myself then I don't do anything then I'm not productive then I feel worse about myself you know you get caught in a cycle you can get caught so to speak in like more of a positive cycle too so you took that one step now you feel slightly better about yourself you have slightly more motivation to do something and like so on and so forth
1: oh yeah and that's oh man that vicious cycle i don't even know if it would be a vicious cycle is there an opposite of a vicious cycle like a pretty pretty cycle or something because like (laughs) that's what that is and it's incredible like once you start and like last year in particular is when i is like I felt like a really big change for myself because it's like i i ended up like i like i walked into 2020 with like some high hopes i was like all right i'm gonna like work hard on producing some music i'm gonna lose a bunch of weight i'm gonna like get healthy all this stuff and despite the pandemic despite quarantines and all that stuff i've had like four exposures that you know, so I was like quarantined like four different times. Then I actually got COVID. Like I, I've been cabin fever out like crazy. But I did stick to some things and it was like I made those small diet steps and now I'm at a point where I'm like, you know, my dinner was just like three quarters vegetables with like a meat because I was like I have figured out how to season vegetables really well. And I actually look at, I I'm excited about vegetables now. Like I grew up in a house that was like you know, you preheat you Microwave the frozen little corn, and, bags. <laughs> right? Yeah, and you were like, "Okay, I have to eat this because mom and dad says I have to eat a vegetable, otherwise, i you know, can't like get TV or something." Like, I'm at a point where I'm like, "No, vegetable." It's so it's cool to see that was like the small changes, and then I saw the weight loss, and then I saw the even just the physical feeling better. Yeah. So then it was like, I just it's just kind of like rolls into this whole thing. I'm like, oh I don't know, like, that pretty cycle is just you, you see the little result. But like, you also have to be willing to accept the fact that like, it's not always going to be immediate. Like that's mm-hmm. the, and that can be the shitty part is like, you can be put in work for like two months and be like, I still feel like crap. Yeah. You're like, I know, but like, just keep going. <laughs> like yeah. You st- you you didn't go off the cliff. You're still in the dark woods, but you're, you're not off a cliff. Like
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's something that's like really hard for my clients and families that change doesn't happen overnight and like Mm. they did one thing right and then they did it all wrong and like now you know they're not getting better nothing's working yeah um and I'm like this huge advocate of looking for the small changes I think it's become like my thing at work because I was on this video call and someone said something positive about someone and they were like, oh, I can see Colleen. She's about to like <laughs> shout that they did a good job and they're on a good path and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, oh, but really, you did great. I,
1: that's also amazing to be associated with such positivity at your work. <laughs> like they're just like, oh, something positive happened. And they all look towards your square <laughs> on the screen. Like.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you need somebody to point it out for you, but it all, oh, 100%. It, all it all adds up eventually. And it all happens
1: the road to recovery is never one that should be done alone. And it's like, it can be, and I am amazed when people can do it alone. And it's because it's like, I think that it's like, a it's not meant to be alone. I don't think life's meant to be alone. So even just, you know, having a partner like Katie for me, it was just like, it's just amazing to have someone like that to, to call me out on my crap. Um, you know like when I was at one of my worst moments with like uh when I was like drinking a lot and smoking weed like every day and stuff like she was there to call me out and like looked me dead in my face and was like you are lying to me get your shit together and I was like yes yeah, okay I needed that like it was a tough moment but like I needed it because I needed to see that like I needed someone to basically straight up tell me that like nah you keep heading down this path I'm one of the things you're gonna lose and it was like oh that's not something I want to lose. Got to do something <laughs> here. And it's, everyone's had their mistakes. Everyone has their missteps. Um, you know, you don't ever get anything right. Perfect. On the first try. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm going to, I don't even know, learn how to shoot a basketball. And you're like, oh, three pointers all day now. Cause I've made the decision. It's like, nah, you got to work your way up to it sort of thing. Like, so it's like, I, I made my mistakes, but the big difference was if I slipped up, it was about coming forward about it and like, okay, Hey, listen, I did this and but the fact that I was now open about it and I wasn't like lying and hiding and stuff it was like you made the mistake but the little step in the right direction was that you were open about said mistake and you were like that it was like I was willing to apologize and be like okay what can I do to help what can we do to help and she would add even ask like what you know what she could do to help to make sure to help me like stay on the right path because temptations happen mistakes happen it's just a matter of like I don't know you have to acknowledge it but also not like beat yourself up too much because I'm like if you're just gonna sit there and beat yourself up then you're just gonna be more willing to do it whatever that mistake was again I feel like because it's you know beating yourself up you're just gonna go right back into the anxiety or the depression or something that you were already struggling Mm -hmm. with that brought you to that mistake in the first place And then now you're going to feel bad about making the mistake, which will then agitate those things. Like, that's the vicious cycle. It's not the pretty one, like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that having, like, such a strong and loving support system is one of the things that helped you the most?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, It's. I will say that I definitely tested it a lot, unfortunately. I definitely, I tested a lot of people. I definitely tested my parents. I pushed them pretty close to like, like my mom at one point had said that she, if I was continuing down, she would have been willing to kick me out of the house and be like, you need to figure your shit out. Um, Pushed my girlfriend to the brink where she was ready to just be like, you need to fix yourself. I will help you. But if you don't fix yourself, I'm out. I can't live with this. So I definitely pushed my boundaries, but those having those people not give up and I'm sure they would have if I had kept pushing them but them having the ability to come forward to me and say like flat out you are going to see repercussions if this doesn't stop but if it does and you want to change I will still be here for you so like they hit their like their breaking points but then we're still like hey if you take that step in the right direction I will still be here. It's only if you don't. I need one step in the right direction and I will help you. And God, no, I, I think if I didn't have the support that I had, I would probably be a lot worse off right now.
0: That's what's so amazing about love, like family love, relationship love, whatever it is, that it can hold you accountable in those ways and be there for Like, you don't have to be a perfect person to be loved. No. I think that. No amazing and And, yeah you need healthy boundaries and you can't like be the person who's getting trampled all over you have to like stand up for yourself sometimes but the fact that like a person can look you in your eyes at your lowest and say like I love you and I want to help you
1: right and I think that was I think like very telling for me of that like you have watched me crash and burn but you you the fact that I, I think it was like I could see it in her, like, in both, like, my parents' eyes and my girlfriend's eyes that, like, they truly believed that, like, no, no, you can get back to where you were. Like, I have watched you plummet, but I know you can get back because I was, like, I know I sure as heck wasn't thinking that I had the strength to get back to where I was, but they did, and they allowed me to fake it till I made it. And even so, like, there were times where I'm just, like, I think I would literally just sit there and be like, I don't, I, I don't think I can do this. Like I should, and I, would, and I would straight up tell them that. I'm like, I don't, this is hard. Like I, th- like all I want to do is the things that would, you know, tear me apart from you. But I'm just like, that's literally all I want to do somehow. And they're like, yeah, but you're not.
0: Right.
1: You're sitting here telling me. And it's like, <sighs> uh, so again, having <laughs> that person throw it back at you, just like, yeah, but here's the small change you just made you didn't go out and do it. You didn't find some excuse. You didn't, you know, go out to hang out with your friends or something. You came here and told me instead. And that was already a step in the right direction, but it's like so freaking hard to see sometimes. (laughs) Cause all you're thinking about is how much, you know, that, that craving, that mistake is Mm -hmm. in your head right now. And you're not thinking about how you're like, all you fear is the feel is the battle. You don't even realize that asking for reinforcements was a huge help and I don't know having the reinforcement tell you like no this, this this is great now now that you've told me now we can do something let's let's distract you let's go do something let's
0: <laughs> right yeah get I hope you that out of
1: that headspace like
0: people listening can um think about like one thing no matter how small that they did that put themselves in, like towards the right direction mm-hmm. or even just realize that when your burden is so heavy that you feel like you cannot make it anymore that sometimes that's what other people are for. Like you don't have to carry the whole thing by yourself 24 seven. Right. use your people. They
1: It's, there's a reason that humanity congregated that there was always tribes. There was always villages. There was always communities. Like we're literally not creatures meant to be by ourselves. Like, and it's, and I'll be the first one to say it like not life is not easy. Life really can suck sometimes. Like it's hard, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's like, as long as you have that balance somewhere though, like it's really weird to like try and like, I don't know.
0: Conceptualize life. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That like, Cause I feel like that's definitely the tangent I'm going on right now, but it's still like, it's just amazing how much Drive and how much purpose we can still have, even like while looking at and being like, like you can look at the world and be like, this sucks. Like we have people in politics who are leading our country, like leading countries that suck. You have wars, you have disease, you have all this crazy stuff. But then you boil it down, and for some reason, there's this one little drive in you that's like, yeah, but it's worth it. You know, like what is that? What is that thing that is inside us that tells us it is worth it somehow? Still, like. And, you know, even having hit points or I, like I was, you know, when you start to truly consider like, is it worth it though? Like, you know, everyone's had like, their super low points, but it's just, you know, for everyone that's still here, it's yeah, no, that, that little bit is still there. And it's like, it's, it keeps you wanting something and it's just mm-hmm. something it's like, you may not even know what it is that you desire or want, but something's there and you're like, nah, it's you yeah,
0: hang on to it because it, it gets yeah
1: and no matter how whatever it is and it feels so small sometimes but it's there i don't know i just find it wild that like so many people can have such a like i feel like we're all linked in that way like mm-hmm. we're all connected to something that is just like it's worth it keep going like yeah.
0: <laughs> love that okay what is like one thing you've learned about yourself or one like positive experience that you've had like in this more recent journey of sorts, like like how you said in 2020, you were working on your, your physical health, your mental health, like things like that. So what's something that you like learned about yourself or some kind of light that you found?
1: Um, I guess just like, it's gonna sound a little weird, but almost like ways of like hacking myself. So like, I feel like I've kind of learned the little ways of how to use my own personality and what works for me to my advantage. So like, like I know I'm a little bit ADHD, and like that's fine. So like, I have the tendency to like hyperfocus on something. So I, I try to find ways to just be like, okay, well like i will this is gonna sound nuts like i will literally produce music and watch tv at the same time because then it will allow me to hyper focus on one thing i kind of spread it out a little bit and i'm like half paying attention to both and then it allows for me to both enjoy the tv show calmly like without like analyzing every single second in detail but then also like the music i'm writing. I don't think about it. I don't get that same pressure of just like, oh, this needs to be perfect. I just kind of start like slapping stuff in there. And I'm like, oh, okay, that works. Cool. Move on. Like it's That's
0: awesome.
1: Yeah. So it's like, it's like weird things like that. Um. I, I think even just having, I was surprised at the amount of drive I could have when it came to working on my physical health. Like I had been off and on trying to work out, trying to eat better, but I just, at that moment I was just like, I set my mind and like, I knew that My stubbornness took over in that moment because I was like, I allowed myself to see a point where I was like, this is the heaviest I've ever been. I'm not okay with this. I made the decision. And then the next like nine months, I was, I don't think I've ever been so strict on myself with anything in my life. Like I jumped into like in the insanity workout programs. Like I was like, nope, if I'm, I was like, clearly the gym's not working for me. I was like, I need the thing that makes me look that I want to look at and be like, that's going to kill me all right let's do that like (laughs) and I pushed through I really and nine months later I'd feel amazing and I was shocked and then I made it through the holidays without gaining even like five pounds again shocked as all heck with myself like I was like how does someone go through the holidays without gaining weight (laughs) I managed and I'm I'm inhuman (laughs) uh, right I was just like holy crap like I I got so stubborn on myself that I was just like nope this is gonna happen and then it did and I just kept rolling and now I'm able to like, I think it's somewhat recently. Within the last like two months or something, I was like, I was up to like two caffeine drinks a day, and I just got to a point where I was like, I'm just tired of being reliant on something. So I just stopped, and I was like, I'm just gonna have a headache for two days or whatever, and then I'll just move on with my life. Like I, I've been able to use my stubbornness to my advantage of like, what do I want to set my mind to? What can I convince myself that is like now that needs changing and then i'm just like oh man that does need changing done like (laughs) so i think it's like little ways of it's i don't know being stubborn with myself has been very funny because it's just like it's like i've been able to use it for the good and you know it's almost like the it's like oh what should i use my superpower for evil or good and it's like oh i've actually figured out how to use this for good for once like that's pretty cool like and then the I've even been able to like the stubbornness I've been trying to use to even find more of that sense of self like I you know I kind of mentioned earlier is I like it's I feel like everyone always struggles with it but I feel like it's also because like we're ever changing like you are never going to be the same person I even think back to myself two years ago like not even that long ago and I'm like I feel like a drastically different person my therapist literally told me the other day she was like I feel like you have grown up immensely in the amount of time that I've seen you and I was like And I, like, I thought back, I was, like, oh, damn, yeah, I guess I, like, have, like, I've, it's, so it's just kind of cool to see that, like, I don't know, I think that even though it's always going to be a struggle, I feel like it's, maybe it's not supposed to always be a struggle, but I feel like this, the journey of yourself, is that a journey? Like, it's not, you're never just, I don't feel like you're ever just going to find it, and that's who you are until you die. Like, I think it's, You're supposed to ever change. You're supposed to find new interests. You're supposed to meet new people. You're supposed to have your mind opened. I I kind of think that the people who close themselves off and are just like, Nope, this is me. Until I like you can find like 40 year olds who are just like, I'm done changing. And you're like, What do you mean you're done changing? (laughs) Like it's just (laughs) the world's still changing. The world's gonna keep going. You're not you're just not like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely believe in that.
1: It's and I and I feel like you know, I you kind of see a lot of that with like the I'm gonna try and rope us back into like the whole male energy and all that. Like, I feel like it's maybe it's more, I don't know, maybe it's not more common, but like, I feel like I see it a decent amount. Maybe just because I am a guy and I without sounding like pretentious, I feel like I'm a little bit more progressed than some men in society. There's some, definitely men who are more progressed than me, but I don't know, kind of being able to look back on other guys, it's just like, even some of my friends, I just think it's really funny to, like, I feel like they almost are unwilling to explore and try to do more of that journey of themselves because of that, like, unwillingness to try different things, and, you know, like we, like we kind of said earlier, like, you're missing out on life by, like, not willing to try because you're afraid of, like, because of what, like, oh, you might be considered, like, a little feminine, okay, (laughs) um,
0: how much are you gaining
1: for that like time right like it doesn't matter like are you is your girl is your you know wife gonna leave you because you're a little too feminine is your job gonna fire you you know like it's just like what do you think is gonna happen if someone looks at you and is like oh they're a little they're they're okay they're not like a manly burly braw, they're not the brawny paper towel guy it's like all right (laughs) i'm not a lumberjack i don't that's fine (laughs) props to the lumberjacks but I can't do it (laughs) like
0: well as someone who knows you Greg I am just like so proud of you and in awe of you of who you are and how far you've come and all of that
1: I definitely appreciate that it's certainly certainly been its uphill battle but (laughs) and it's never ending I can ah, man the little things that just keep happening or even just like I don't know, even just I guess like see it's like weird because I'm even thinking about like recent life events and stuff and I'm just like they were hard as hell. Like I recently had to have um the first time in my life I had to have a pet put down and like that was the hardest, the hardest thing for me to do. And before she did, so like we were we we did it on a Friday, so like that Tuesday night before like I th- Did we not have work on Wednesday or something? I forget. I got hammered. I was just like, I can't I can't do this. I'm not even gonna lie. I got hammered. and then I went in. it was like midnight. girlfriend's asleep trying to get me ready for work the next day. I go in and wake her up and I'm just like, I'm just gonna cry to you for a little bit because I'm really drunk and I'm really sad about this whole thing. And then like the next day she was like, "So do you want to talk about that? And I was <laughs> like, listen, that was my temper tantrum moment. Like I'm gonna avoid the booze for the rest of the weekend. But I'm going to, but like, that was my little moment. And the fact that it was only the one night and then the, Mm -hmm. like going back to those small victories, like I did it on the one night. I was at home, you know, I'm not, I didn't go out to a bar and then try to drive home or anything. I, when I felt like I couldn't emotionally handle it anymore, I went and got her and I was like, I'm sorry to wake you up on a work night in the middle of the night, but like, I, the burden was too much and I was like and I'm facing it all right now and a not sober mind I mean I need help (laughs) like so it's I don't know it's just kind of interesting to see that like even with hard life events it's like the that growth is still there and it's Mm -hmm. nice to be able to acknowledge it even in myself sometimes Of just like yes there there's that little setback okay I can acknowledge that Now I can know what to do. Like, oh, okay, I had something burrowed in there. Something was really bothering me. I needed, I need to get out. And it's now like I can see that as more of like a cry for help for my, from like myself, like my subconscious, like, hey, dude, we got something going on here. You need, you need to come in here. Um, Rather than just like burying it more and feeding into it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, hold on. Let's go digging in there a little bit. Cause I think one of the, I think, like I just constantly go back to one of my therapists was just like I think it was my first one she was like in one of her early sessions she was like I can guarantee you things are going to get worse she's like because you're going to start realizing all of these things and then you're going to be able to fit you have to face them and it's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like kind of a weird phenomenon of like well yeah if you're just hiding from them if you're burying them deep down in you you like can just you're you're in that functional function survival mode you're not I don't know. You're not facing the things, but it's like, once you face them, it's like, okay, the burden just got a little bit heavier. And it's like, oh no, it was there the whole time. You're just now aware of it. Like someone popped the training wheel off or something. And now you're like, oh, okay, there it is. But now you can face it. And now you can get at it. And the quicker you do that, I find the easier it is, you know, going back to the, you know, like the significant other conversation, like put in that little bit of effort, you know, in all relationships, including the one with yourself, like, if you put in that little bit of effort now, you're only going to see bigger results later. If you put it off, it's only going to be a much bigger issue that you're going to have to deal with. Well,
0: I was going to ask you for, like, if you had a piece of advice for people (laughs) to wrap up, but that sounds like a piece (laughs) of advice right there. (laughs) Yeah, no, that
1: that works. (laughs) Always put in the little bit of effort now.
0: There (laughs) you go. (laughs) is there any um you know last minute things you want to share or if you have like stuff you want to plug like where they can find your music or things like that anything you want to um toss out
1: I mean if people want to check out some weird music I'm Zevro on SoundCloud and Audius have I put anything I think Spotify is there yeah um in terms of this just never forget that there's love in the world like Happiness is an emotion, not a state of being and know that there's love in the world. You just, sometimes you just got to find it, but it's there. More, like once you find it, it's just, you know where to look next time. It's
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing with us today. I think that this will be really helpful for a lot of people
1: course I appreciate I appreciate you having me this was a lot of fun I always love talking about this sort of stuff clearly because I spent like 75% of the time talking when you were That's just what I wanted.
0: Listening. <laughs> me from the awkward solo talking
1: <laughs> there you go <laughs> instead of just talking to no one at least I just get to sit and listen now <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had so much fun recording with Greg, and I hope that all of you really got something out of this episode as well. You can follow along for more Coping with Colleen wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will rate, review, or subscribe so that others can find it too. You can also find me on Instagram at Coping with Colleen. Until next time.